Welcome to The Black Athlete, a podcast where we put the past into the present of black sports. I'm Lewis Moore. I'm Derek White. We're sports historians here to give you the historical context for contemporary black athletes. And welcome back to The Black Athlete. I'm Lewis Moore, author of I Fight for a Living and We Will Win the Day, which is on paperback. And you can check out my Audible African-American Athletes Who Made History, which is on Amazon. I'm Derek White, author of The Challenge of Blackness, the, the Institute of Black World and Political Activism in the 1970s, as well as Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Jay Gaither, Florida A&M, and the History of Black College Football. Welcome back, Lou. Happy 2022. Happy New Year. Yes. Yes. Merry New Year. Merry New Year. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> it's, it is... Uh, January, second week of January, and I've already survived our first two years in. We had our first COVID scare in the house, so but but, but we're back. We would have been back, listeners, uh, last week, but I could not use my basement, uh, where my office is because we had somebody on isolation. The 13 year old somehow caught the quarantine or caught the COVID, and uh, so we had to prepare it. We just threw it down in the basement for like a week, uh, so. But we're back now. We're back. Everybody's fine. I, Everyone else tested negative. I assume you fed her while she was down there during the week because you just said you threw her down uh, there. Nah, maybe. No, 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 no food. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> bring you come water. down with a mask and 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 bring food down. Yeah, it it's it's probably no fun for a th- you know the fun part is look it's not fun you have COVID but you know you're on electronic seven weeks straight and no seven days straight and nobody's there checking you she probably stayed up till one two o'clock in the morning um, but she also had COVID couldn't see her friends couldn't really see her brother and sister because we didn't let the littles go down there uh, we went down there like one at a time and only saw her every every so often she didn't come up uh, we FaceTimed all that kind of stuff when we could, but you know, it was, it was, it was rough. Uh, but now we are back. Well, that's good. Glad to hear y'all made it, uh, made it back through your first COVID scare. Uh, man, we are here. Uh, I just want to announce at the beginning of la- uh, this, uh, this season, we announced the historians flag uh, fantasy football. I just want to announce to the, to our listeners who may be interested in how it turned out. Yours truly finished second. Uh, Lewis, where, where did you fin- finish? Uh, second from second. Uh, so you know, you know, though, if you ain't first, you last. So that's that's how. Is it, oh, we Ricky Bobby. Yeah, we Ricky Bobby. But let's 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 be real. Like COVID and Lamar situation decimated my team. I was done. Like I was like those are those sound like excuses. Could do. Those sound like excuses. I mean, I mean, when I was when I had my playoff games, I had COVID guys, and and the other person didn't. So what can I do? Uh, yeah, you just play like with Car- my, Carson my, Wentz my, and hope it works first, out. My first, what my second round pick, running back got hurt in the preseason. I don't want to hear your. I don't want to hear your excuses. That was a bad pick. Wow, strong, strong nah, words. Yeah, nah, wow. nah, it doesn't matter. Bad. It, you know, I, you know what? You know what? I'll take my winnings and I'll buy you a drink whenever we're at the next conference. <laughs> How about that? Ah. I mean, we had the top. I had the like the highest scoring team going in, and then. You know, Lamar getting hurt, and then I think I wound up putting Huntley, and Huntley gets COVID, and Josh Johnson, I probably should have gone with him. The time I should have gone with Josh Johnson, I think it was the week that didn't really matter. Um, actually, I don't know. It's Everything just kind of ran into each other. Um, but, you know, I, I did everything right, everything I could. Um, so, you know, next year yeah. we're, we're picking up, we'll be stronger. Um, so, I'm, so I'm looking forward to it. 
Good. Yeah, that's good pep talk. I like it. That's good. Give your fans hope, right? It's like the draft, right? You go start fresh. We're going we gonna to get them better. Ne- We're going to be better next year. You know, we're right. just one, you know, that's good. That's all right. I'm, but I'm going to take my winnings. And Yeah. And, no, you yeah. know, the other thing, I was like less than a point away from being in a different position, right? The 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 game cheated me uh, once one week. I, I lost a point when I should have been Boy, these point. excuses and, are and, deep. And you get that it's it's it changes everything, right? It like it 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 would have changed my win loss column. It would have changed. I would have got a buy. Uh, you know everything would you know just changed. You know Lamar gets hurt, so now all of a sudden I'm not the high point guy. The last game mm. of the year, so it, it was difficult. But you know, you know we'll bounce back. We will bounce back. All right, all right, all right. So uh, this week, last week was the first ever. Uh, week 18 in the NFL after they had renegotiated with the players union to add an additional 17th week. And with the buy, that meant week 18. There was a number of, I don't know if they were exciting games, but some interesting games. Let's say that, right? Like we almost had the ultimate prisoner's dilemma with the <laughs> Chargers and Raiders uh, uh, almost tying, which would have sent both teams to the league. Uh, and the Chargers coach, Brandon Staley. Staley or Stanley? Stanley. 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 Like Brandon Deuce. St- I read yeah. it like Deuce. Right. Brandon Staley. Uh, he called timeout, which allowed uh, the Raiders to run a nice running play, get in field goal range, and win the game. Sending uh, the, the now, which is the subject of this podcast, the lone black coach to the playoffs right. <laughs> with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. Um so it's a pretty interesting uh, week, but you know, on Monday after Week 18, which is is everybody calls in NFL circles Black Monday, that's where teams who did not meet expectations fire their coaching staffs and general. They're black managers. coaches? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, just- and this year we saw uh, nearly all the black coaches get fired. Brian Flores, uh, Colley, who else got fired this week? That's it. David Colley and Brian Flores. There was three, right? Um, uh, and at least yeah. Tomlin. Yeah, and but, so Tomlin, 15 years, no losing seasons, is the, the last man standing uh, in the black coaches circle. And so, you know, I think one of the – we probably – this we, we I caught this in a pre-show. This is our annual Black Coaches in the NFL podcast because every year we have this conversation about um, the, the lack of opportunities that successful assistants and other coaches – uh, don't get in the NFL circles in a league that is 70% black. Uh, and when we look at the executive level, we're talking about one black executive uh, in, in that le- at that level as well. And so we're talking about that black folks uh, in the NFL circles are workers, right? They're the ones putting their brains and bodies on the line every week. Uh, and they're not, they're not decision makers, right? And it really, I think, leans into this long historical kind of stereotype about uh, black black male bodies in sports and lacking of brains, right? And that white coaches somehow have the brains and black bodies are not only uh, useful for the winning of the labor of the, of the sport, but also very disposable in the sport. Uh, and so here we are again, um, uh, looking at a dearth of black coaches. Yeah, and and I think when you bring up, for example, you brought up the the uh, the Chargers coach who who let's be clear, no black coach has ever been talked about like that, like as this young genius. Uh, and 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 the way people were talking about him this year because he was going on it for fourth down. Like I'm not a 
I'm not an anti-analytic guy. Like, to truth be told, I'm anti-analytic on Twitter because I like to make fun of people who think they're so smart, right? Like, but 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 it cost him the game, right? But he always we hear is a genius, and I think part of the reason why he's able to get a job at such a young age is because that label, you know, the NFL likes to look at young white coaches nowadays and see them as genius. And this is the new thing that we're going to try and not do that with black coaches. There was one time, right. If my, if my memory serves me right, where it looked like the NFL was going in this direction of young, hot black coaches. That Mm -hmm. was like 15 years ago. Or at some point when you had Tomlin and then Raheem Morris got a job at a young age. Right. Now Raheem Morris got a job. He won 10 games with like, if I'm not, if I'm correct, Josh Freeman was his quarterback (laughs) Right. Right. at one point. And, and a year later he doesn't do so well. They they went eight and eight the next year though. They didn't. Is that what they did? Yeah. I think they went eight and eight the second year, but I could, we should check. Go ahead. And he's still, of course, now he's he's finally worked his way up the last couple of years to be coordinator. Last year he was in, got to be interim coach when uh, the Falcons head coach got fired, and he did okay, right? And mm-hmm. then this year he's finally DC, but he was like a DB's coach, right? And, yeah. and the point is, is that it's the NFL does this thing we've talked about this before, this young hot thing, and it's never the black coach. And so, for example, a couple of days ago on, on Twitter, I had I had this tweet that got a lot of attention because uh, they were talking, the Panthers were talking about hiring as OC, what Bill O'Brien and Jay Gruden, you know, kicking the tires on guys we, we've seen. And I was like, imagine, imagine, you know, seeing, you know, seeing what Leftwich could do or BNME could do and go with that. And the point is not a lateral move, but the point is this is the wave here, but the NFL doesn't see the wave. The wave is tapping into, and giving an opportunity to young black coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Leftwich or enemy or 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 letting somebody like a Deuce Staley have an OC job, right? And, mm-hmm. and creating pipelines by that. But the NFL won't. They'll go to Bill O'Brien, who totally ruined a franchise. And we'll get to that franchise when we talk to Dave Coley, right? right. When you trade away a once-in-a-generation wide receiver, <laughs> Right, yeah. you know, you trade it once a generation, right? So you, you, in well, talk, you know, Deshaun did his thing, but you know, Bill O'Brien did his thing to, to, you know, ruin that relationship, right? When you you ruin a relationship with a a once a generation talent at a, at a quarterback, right? And then people are like, yeah, let's give him a shot because he did well at Alabama. Everybody does well. A team at that's yeah. Everybody has. I I could probably be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Oh, let me give it to this guy who's six five, two forty, and runs a four four forty. I'll give it to him. Then I'll play action. I'll be just fine. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but this is where we're at, right? When we start talking about these black coaches, is they're already behind, right? Yeah. So on the one hand, as you said, it's just this this notion of lack of this belief in lack of black intelligence, which has never left sports, right? Mm-hmm. You can see it in, in baseball where I believe there's only two black managers. And you one of them is Dusty football, Baker. Right. One of them is Dusty Baker who's, who might be a hundred, right? Right. Um, no, no, I'm not knocking Dusty. He's old. Um, but he's, he just keeps getting, he's Dusty's just an outlier. Somebody who keeps getting jobs and jobs and jobs, but they're messy jobs. Right. And it does. Yeah. Y- y- he know, does, y- he y- does y- amazing y- jobs. Right. Messy jobs, right? Like he's. Yeah. 
But that's what black coaches get in the NFL. We talk, and I don't, did I coin the phrase? Yes, maybe. The cleanup guy, right? The 2018, I have a piece. I won't say what, what, uh, where it's at because they changed servers and messed up the piece. But, you know, these black coaches being cleanup guys, this is who they are and they get crap jobs. And that's happened this with Flores, right? Mm -hmm. Brian Flores in Miami. And it happened with David Coley. Like Miami, when they hired Brian Flores, was actively trying to tank, right? Tank yes. for Tua. They were supposed to win any games and they were okay with it. And he got them ahead of schedule and they penalized. In my view, they penalized for him, right? Well, they penalized him. how he treated players. It's, it's they penalized him for, for winning. And then for having the nerve to think, you know what? I'm the head coach. I'm going to run things the way I see fit. Well, yeah. All right. So let me back up two things. Raheem Morris went four and twelve is the year he got fired. So he didn't go eight eight. No. I won't clean that up for listeners. But the second I was part trying to is, be nice to say he didn't do so well. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, no. His four and twelve is pretty pretty bad. Um, but he, like you say, he doesn't get the second like he doesn't get a second opportunity, or he doesn't get a chance to say is the ten and six the fluke, or is it an opportunity where he could get the ship righted and 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 to become kind of a consistent kind of uh, coach. Uh, the Brian Flores thing, I think, is interesting, right? Because one of the things that he does in that in that job, right? Like you said, they're talking about actively tanking. They allow him and that franchise, right? Because he's not the general manager. They change. They trade uh, Tunsil, the left tackle, who's by many people's estimation is one of the better young left tackles, the guy out of Ole Miss. And then they trade Minka Fitzpatrick, the safety out of Alabama, who – I think Flores had a very different view. I think part of it is that the defense that Flores wanted to run Mika did not necessarily fit Mika Fitzpatrick's strengths, right? And but he was a first round trip pick, and so they traded him as well. And so that's the clear clear sign that like we're going to trade these two first round picks that we had basically in their first two years, and we're going to tank and we're going to start this franchise over. We're going to you know, and he won games, right? They finished right. with the fifth pick, right, instead of the first pick. Um, and then this year, same thing. Like they started one and six, I think one and seven. They won nine right. in a row, right, or eight eight in a row at one point uh, um, before the end of the season. So I thought that they they were looking a little, they were looking a lot better and really trending in the right direction. Um, and then what's interesting, you know, this is the thing, and this happens, I think, to a lot of coaches who get fired unceremoniously is that the 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 team uses their media sources to start selling right. a, a sell start selling of goods and so the the story today was that Brian Flores didn't get fired because of wins and losses he got fired because of personality um and that he was he didn't get along with his quarterback and whatnot but you know what's funny and I want to say this Bill Belichick was a, no, a notoriously grumpy guy Bill Parcells is a notoriously grumpy guy, right? Like we're talking about like those guys right. get to be seen as quintessential coaches who hold. I mean, right. we, we are, we're old enough to remember when the ESPA used to do the film on the sideline and we'd hear the kind of, we'd get the kind of stuff that Bill Parcells used to say to, to, to Phil Sims, right? <laughs> like like he, would, he would be like, yo, if you mess up again, you I'm, I'm going to make you walk home. Like that kind of stuff, right? And more colorful language. And right. And and I think that that now when you're holding your star quarterback accountable because he's not playing at the level you need to be playoff ready, to be perfectly honest, um, and 
that is not seen as good quality coaching. That's seen as a problem with the franchise quarterback. The same franchise quarterback, honestly, that the franchise was trying to shop to trade in order to get another quarterback early in the season. Right. Right. Like, like that car gets erased at the beginning of the thing, right? Like, and so I, you know, it's not that they fired, not only did they fire him, now they're trying to muddy his name. And I think that's they muddied his name in a way that like Bill O'Brien's name is not even that muddy. And he traded, as you said, right. he, he, he was the he, GM. He traded <laughs> Hopkins for who, what who's their running back? Um uh J- David Johnson. David Johnson, yeah. Like and, and he ruined a relationship with 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 D Hop where, where stuff yeah. started to come out. But that's the thing. Like I, I like that you brought that up, and and it's that look in 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 America we love the football coach, right? That that is the coach of yeah. coaches, right? Yeah. We've talked about it before. Whether you're talking about Lombardi or Landry or Belichick or Parcells, but we haven't allowed the black coach really to have a personality, right? Two mm-hmm. things that happen that 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 we see black coaches have a personality. That's Dennis uh, Denny Green, not mm-hmm. Dennis Edwards. Don't look any further. But Denny, Denny Green, right? And, and and Denny Green says, "What we we are who they thought they were, and we let them off the hook." Now, Denny Green, R.I.P., offensive genius, right? Yes, had had one of the I'll call it the greatest team ever when they had Randy Moss and 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 that his rookie year when they went what what they go fifteen and one and, and they and he yeah. he had Randall throwing bombs and and what was that yeah. Chris Carter, Jake Reed. Uh, Randy Moss, Robert Smith, but we yeah. remember Denny Green for this blow up in in Arizona, and we right. remember Herm Edwards playing to win the game. Duh. Yeah. Other than that, black coaches aren't allowed to have personality. Tony Tony Dungy, we love him because he's quiet. Jim Caldwell yes. didn't say anything, and so yeah, here you have Brian Brian Flores who who has the audacity to say, you know what, I'm going to coach this way, and and if what the rumors are are suggested are true, he decided I'll call my quarterback out, right? Like. Yeah, so I'm not doing it in public, right? I'm holding him accountable, and and apparently that's a, a a coach, a black, a young, a young black coach. He's younger than us. Can't do that, right? Right. Um. And 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 so you're gonna can him. It's not like he went on third and nine. He didn't do quarterback sneak, right? Right. This dude <laughs> took a team, you know, with he, he uh, you know, try to win every game. If they had fired him in midseason when they were one and seven or whatever, I'd have been perfectly okay with that. Because at least you could be like, "Look, he they one and they, seven, yeah, they're one and seven. But then they went eight in a row, right? I think it's seven in a row. They went eight out of nine. Yeah, eight out of nine. They're in the point where they're in the they're in the hunt for the playoffs. They're a game out after being right. one and seven. So you know, we we look at that in uh, you know next season, right? The way we forecast, they're like, well, the Dolphins turned it around at the end of the season. They're going to be a team for us to look forward to the next year, right? Like that's typically how we right. forecast these they teams. Had a, a rookie wide receiver who who broke right. the record for for receptions. They have they have some pieces in place. Maybe Tua is not your guy if you just don't want to run five yards slants all the time. Right. That's, but that's not on that's not on him, right? That was the tank for Tua was was the franchise. What everybody was saying until we until everyone saw Joe Burrow one year was like, oh well there it is. And Cincinnati said, yeah, we, we there, got there this it hometown is. kid. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, yeah. The, and, whoop, and, there it is. Right. But it, that, yeah. Go no, ahead. I mean, no, no, I was just, and I was just, you know, and, that's. And I'll just say, no, 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 this is getting awkward, even though we can see each other. But let's just say this. And Flores is the only, if I'm correct, 
the only Bill Belichick disciple who's actually ever done anything, right? And yeah. and he beats his former boss, right? Like all right. these other guys, uh, McDaz was awful, uh, Weiss was awful, uh, Cornell was uh, awful. Is not good, right? Yeah. But Flores is 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 the only one who actually did something, right? And yeah. and he gets can and and to me it makes no sense. And people will say, well, you know, oh, he'll be in the next coaching cycle. Maybe he will. Maybe. But, but there's no guarantee. Two black coaches. Right. Two black coaches have lost a job one year, got hired the next year. I think you, if I'm not mistaken, it's Herm Edwards and Tony the Jets and going to the Chiefs and Tony Junji's going from Bucks to Colts. I don't think any other black coach have lost his job and immediately picked up another job. So. So if it happens, it happens. But the chance of it's happening is is, is it's not written slim. in stone in the way that we would think of uh, another kind of uh, controversial a young, hot white coach, white coach right? right? If if, yeah. if the Niners coach, who's you know who's had one great year, and let's say they make it to the Super Bowl because of their defense, if uh, Shanahan, right, who's who's tagged as a genius, but has a, I believe he probably has a losing record, right? Or, uh, or absolutely, close to it, right? If he if the 49ers decide to go another way. He, he will have make. another job. Absolutely. The, this cycle, right? Yeah, and even absolutely. though he's under 500. And and the leash that we keep giving this guy, right? The excuses they've, they've made for him, even though he underperforms like at all times, yes. is incredible to me. Because he's a genius, right? And so right. you're the genius. And so then it's really what's happening is a labor problem, right? And in implicitly, right? And if 70% of the league is black, then you you either blame the white quarterback, in this case, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Or, or you're right. implicitly blaming all the players who are faceless and nameless and, and theoretically black because of the kind of overwhelming black majority in the league for the but, failures you know, of this genius. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and and uh, I was just going to say, right, what he does well is is make sure Debo gets the ball. And that, I think that's his best quality of offense. That's that's uh, why I finished the second. ball to Debo. Yeah, I guy's the greatest athlete of all time. Um, but changing gears here, the other coach, and I think this this one gets me. I think more than Flores. Like Flores gets me because I didn't see it coming. But what happened to David Coley really gets me because of if of his career, right? Like this mm-hmm. is, this is a football lifer. This is a guy who coached for more than 40 years in college and in pros. I mean, he's coached longer than Brian Flores is alive. He's coached longer yes. than a lot of these young hot coaches, right? Yeah. Who are alive. We can go down the list, right? So he's, yeah. started, I think he's got his first GA job and like our grad assistant job in like 77. Yeah. Right? I think it's like Austin P or something like that. Yeah. Um, after playing quarterback at Vanderbilt, and and he put in all the work, and never ever ever got a legitimate sniff, ever. Right, I mean, there is no way a white coach would have started out at a GA in '77 and not get a stitch. And and I'll give you a perfect example of this. I don't, I forget his name. I was reading this article from '86 and so 1986, and someone brings this up, and he says, "Look." When Chuck Knox was at um, the Rams, he filled, he had one more coaching position left, right? And this is 1977. And he filled it with a high school coach from Florida. Mm -hmm. Couple years later, right? By the early 1980s, that guy's the head coach of the Buffalo Bills, right? Who was that? So within, 
Yeah, you, yeah. You oh, yeah. Yes. You know, I, know, uh, I, thought you, I, I thought you were. I thought you were setting us up for a, a big reveal. No, the no, big reveal is that it was Marvel. It wasn't Marvel. <laughs> I was <believe> there <laughs> at that time when that guy was, Levy might have replaced him. Levy was like the Chicago Blitz coach at that time. By the way, if you like, like USFL, but so it mm. wasn't him. But it was. Um, it was, but that's the story, right? This idea that that someone like Coley has to put in forty years, or someone like who I write about at first and pin, and I keep pumping it, Lionel Taylor, who's the first black OC who doesn't get a shot. He's on those Rams teams and never makes it back to the NFL, even though his Rams team's the hottest offense, even, even though when he's the wide receivers coach at the Steelers, he's the one who gets Lynn Swan. Um, and, and what's his name? Whose name escapes me right now. He's the one who gets them going, right? Mm-hmm. As a receivers coach, he has all this going for him and he never gets a snuff. Whereas this guy comes in, you know, knocks his, gives him a chance and all of a sudden he's there. You know, the, the person who's a, a, a really good comparison for David Culley is Mike Zimmer, who also got fired this week, right? Who is the right. coach of the Minnesota Vikings. So they're roughly the same age, right? They both started in the mid to late 70s. Um, Zimmer starts as an assistant at Missouri, Weber State. But the difference is, and this is key, right, that Zimmer is a defensive coordinator starting it in college in 1989, uh, and then he's a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys in 2000 to 2006, defensive coordinator 2007 for the Atlanta Falcons, and then he's a defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals from 08 to 13 before getting the job at Minnesota. And David Culley never gets – he's the highest he's ever risen is the uh, passing game coordinator for the for the Baltimore Ravens uh, two years ago, right? And right. he had been right. a wide receivers coach primarily for his whole career – and so you see these two guys who have been assistants for a ridiculously long time applying, but one is getting to call plays. And so one of the things that we saw in terms of, you know, like why you guys all, I mean, this is the black athlete pod, why we talk about race, but like Mike Zimmer never got a shot, but Mike Zimmer was also calling plays, right? So he was sitting himself right. up, you know, and so part of what happens to Mike Zimmer is that he gets caught in, in a shift, right? When the league starts shifting to offensive coordinators rather than defensive coordinators, as head coaching candidates. And that's where he gets kind of lost in the shuffle. And his defenses were were always good, but not spectacularly great. That's usually the kind of way you get a head coaching job. But Cully never even gets into the offensive, like he doesn't get to call plays, right? right. Like, and so, and and you you mentioned that Bill O'Brien got fired last season uh in the middle of the year. It was a hot mess. He traded away his best player. The offseason, we talked a little bit about this on this podcast. Deshaun Watson had a number of accusations of sexual assault. Uh, the Houston, you talk about the cleanup. Man. Houston Texans was a complete and utter mess. When you look at their roster from top to bottom, you're looking at it. And I, and we play fantasy, and I was like, I don't know anybody on their roster to actually select. You know, like I don't know who the starting wide receivers are. I don't know who the starting running back is. We didn't know who the quarterback was going to be. Right? Like we're talking about a program yeah. was a mess. And Cully and I thought that they were competitive right like i thought that they were you know they didn't get the number one pick so they weren't the worst team in the league this year right uh, and they were and they were strangely competitive and i thought that was a testament and what's clear is that they were like look you gonna give you this job for this year and then as we figure out what we're gonna do with deshaun watson going forward we're gonna go with a new coach right and i think that's really and and maybe maybe that was the agreement all along right but right. it really it really feels you kind of feel for the guy because he really, you know, I thought he 
in year two, he maybe had a chance to figure some things out. A lot of the young players that no one knew at the beginning of the year turned out to be pretty productive for the Houston Texans. Like David Mills, all of a sudden he gets a quarterback and he's gone, right? Uh, right. <laughs> after he landed at the Chargers. Uh, but, but you know, and that's what gets me, that they wouldn't do that to anybody else, right? You just get the sense that there are very few people. You know, obviously an old guy would take it in of his career. Um, no young coach would have taken that job just the way it is. Uh, mm-hmm. without, you know, the guarantee of Deshaun being there, that that mess. And 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 so the best this guy who's given forty years plus forty years plus of his career to the game to pursuit of being a coach, the best he can get was a, a was a was a lose lose job, right? Just right. here be this head coach because nobody we need a head coach and nobody literally wants to be this head coach, so we'll we'll tap this guy and, and no one saw it coming, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you said, they competed. Um, they beat what they beat the Chargers. Uh, I believe they beat the titans if i'm not mistaken one time mm-hmm. um and and they were close this you know some games they got blown out but they didn't have anything there 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 was there are no pieces there um it was designed to lose and 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 a prime designed to get the number one pick right um right. and and well they, and which they will won four be games this the next year. two years yeah and that's I mean, a lot they, for them because i didn't see right, them winning any right i mean they did better like you know we talked a lot you because you're in the detroit marketplace so you see the lions all the time and Dan right. Campbell uh, and the Lions started off extremely slow. Uh, it didn't look like they were going to win a game for for large stretches. But one of the things that they we commented about Dan Campbell's team is that they played. They were competitive. You met, you had a tweet about that the other week. That like them dudes played hard and they pulled out every trick in the book and they were they were always trying to win games even if they couldn't pull it out because of a kind of a large talent gap in many ways. Um, and then Jacksonville, we saw. I mean, Urban Meyer. That was a, a hot mess. We even held podcasts on that, and they're going to get the number one pick again this year. And so, David Culley, going into the season, we would, if we were taking odds, I would have, I would have bet on Houston getting the number one pick because there was no way that that mess right. was going to rectify itself. <laughs> right, and it's not like he had any, like he didn't have any star talent. There's no knock to if there's ever any Houston Texans <laughs> listen to us. There's no knock on that, but. Th- there's no like star star talent that he had. He just had a team, right? He had a group right. of group of guys that that he had to technically put out there and play, right? He had mm-hmm. a quarterback in David in Tyrod Taylor that nobody want, right? He's the black quarterback yeah. that somehow goes from team to team to team, and then the young next quarterback you know replaces him, and that happened again with what David Mills. There's mm-hmm. no running back to speak of. I believe I believe they wind up cutting Mark Ingram if I'm correct. And the, the traded Marky Ingram, I think. I think they traded him to the to the Saints, back to right? Back to uh, New Orleans, yeah, back to New Orleans, right? And 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 it was just a mess, right? Um, and it's it's telling to me that this is what said it before the cleanup guy. This is this is what black coaches get. They get a cleanup a mess. Um, very rarely do you get to be a Mike Tomlin and really step into a true organization. Uh, that that's there, or or Jim Caldwell, you know, taking over for Dungy, um, mm-hmm. and then what they win like thirteen straight games, right? Right. <laughs> then right. eventually, right. It, and then eventually, it's not good enough. I believe did it, does he take him to the Super Bowl? He takes him to the Super Bowl and lose mm-hmm. to the Saints, right? Yeah. Um, and and oh, pretty soon it's not good enough. They fire him when the year what? If I have it correct, the year Peyton gets hurt, so he doesn't yes. do well because you know you lose your Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, that um, and, and, they, and the whole luck, and then all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, 
Yeah, and the whole franchise is built around Peyton Manning. So you you you've you've invested money only on one side of the ball for like eight straight seasons or whatever that they had right. done. You lucked you know? into like Dwight Freeney and Bob Sanders, right? But other than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and so, you know, black coaches uh getting the thing. And so I guess this cycle, I guess what I'm looking for obviously is uh I would like to see if Ryan Flores bounces back. I know immediately there's a lot of rumors probably sent out by his agent that he's in you know <laughs> interested you know, they're interested in hiring him. That's what the agent's job is to do. Um we have the playoffs starting um Saturday, wild card playoffs, and so we're we're gonna get to see uh Eric Bienemy call plays, uh, as well as Byron Leftwich too. I mean, like if Byron Leftwich doesn't get a job this year, I'm gonna say yeah, something. This is not like yeah. I like because Tom Brady threw for five thousand yards this year. That's crazy, right? Like at forty four at, so, at- 137 years old. Yeah. Right. And so at some level we're talking about, you know, some of this is a testament. Like I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be the one to, to doubt Brady at this point, but it's also a testament to the play calling that has allowed for Brady's skills. Uh, you know, his arm is not what it once was. So they figured out right. an offense that really highlights his advantages. And, and that's, that's on Byron Leftwich. And if we can't, if we can't see that to call as a head coach, um, why doesn't he get the Sean McVay genius, right? Because Sean McVay, right. honestly, is uh, his genius. His genius tag is 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 oversold based on the fact that like the Rams have been an underperforming team that is in win now mode. If we're just right. being honest, right? Well, his genius is the fact that he can he somehow memorizes plays and and people think that's cool. I'm like, okay, that's cool. A big deal though. Like, can you can you win games? <laughs> like, can you win games? Right. Against the 49ers when it counts. Oh, you can't. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'd like to see Leftwich with that. I know that with that Jacksonville job, right? Uh bring him back. They they're the team that drafted him out of what Marshall, right? Bring yeah. him back, let him have a let him have a quarterback. But yeah, as as we enter into this playoffs, there's other you got Bowles as a defensive coordinator, you got Leslie Frazier. I believe Frazier only got one chance at at, yeah. at Minnesota. Um, yeah. And he's worked wonders uh, with those that Bills defense, um, which doesn't so, have a do- you know, which doesn't have a dominant dominant player on it. Right, right. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see, as you said, things go in cycles. Right, it's the mm-hmm. young hot um, offensive coach. Are people going to take a, a, a defensive coordinator again? Are they going to give Bulls an opportunity? Unless you phrase your opportunity. We saw the Giants two years ago take a chance on the special teams guy at Patriots, and that was a mess. Yeah, he clearly wasn't. He, he clearly wasn't ready for it. Yeah, um, this year the, the the Lions took a chance on Campbell because he he. Like we talked about this earlier. He had personality, and he had a personality that a black coach can't ever have. Right, a, a black yeah. coach couldn't talk about eating people's knees or whatever. He just couldn't <laughs> do it. He'd be fired on the spot. Right. And 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 for some reason that's that's what got people pumped up. But look, they they competed. They didn't win, no. right? But but they were competitive. But, but they competed. But so did so did so did the Texans. And as you said, they yeah. won more games. And yeah, they had. I, I think they had a a worse roster too. Texans had a worse. Oh, roster. Absolutely. absolutely. Literally nobody on there, right? And he was able to win more games. So yeah. You know, I you know, and Coley's done, right? He's never going to get another opportunity. He'll never be an OC again. He'll probably never coach again if he does. Mm-hmm. He's a lifer, right? Yeah. So he'll someone will throw him a bone, um, give him a little something because that's just you know he did a favor for the league. He's he's a lifer. He's locked in. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, the next step as I, as I tweeted before for Flores is hopefully he doesn't get Raheem Morris, right? Um, yeah. I think he showed a little bit more that he'll have to take a break, but who knows, right? It, who knows? Yeah. Like he goes and takes a defensive coordinator job um, again, and then that might take two or three years to, to work his way back up. If he doesn't get it right away, right now, and, and he doesn't hit, and he doesn't, him, it, yeah, and he doesn't hit the the coordinator. You know, defensive coordinators are always a tricky thing, right? Because you are not in control of the ball, right? Whereas, like an offensive coordinator, you could you can dictate play in some ways, right? If you don't take, if he takes a defensive coordinator job. He's going to have to take a defensive coordinator with some dominant, dominant defensive players so that he can try to, you know, really flash his ability to call plays and put guys in the right in the right positions to be really, really good. Um, you know, maybe he goes to uh, to to Alabama's University, of Alabama's coach for wayward wayward coaches, the, the home for wayward <laughs> coaches, and so then he just tap him there. Just tap. Um, but if Bill O'Brien gets a job, I'm just going to, if Bill O'Brien gets another job, I'm going to have, I have lots of questions about people's commitment to winning. Right. Right. Like if you're a fan, I've seen like, what he can do and I can see him destroy a franchise. Right. Like at some point there's no help. Like you can't sell me on Bill O'Brien. You can't sell me hope. If you're right. losing, you fired your coach, right? Like you can't. If you're the I mean, Minnesota, you yeah. Minnesota, you like ah, we should take Brian. Like why? Like there's nothing in his resume that makes you think that he's going to make Kirk Cousins somehow, you know, take you to the conference finals. <laughs> oh, they're not. There's no way they bring back Kirk Cousins. I don't know what his contract's like, but I don't. I don't think they bring back Kirk Cousins. But like even like someone like a you know Bill O'Brien, he run. You know, JJ Watt was done. After a certain while, right? Like he was done with that franchise. Yeah. And 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 you know, Coley has to come into that. And and but, yeah. but again with, with Bill O'Brien, we've seen what he can do. Um he's had he's had his shot and and he might just be a college guy and and I think he also gets pub because he, you know, that glow, that Belichick glow gets you somewhere. Yeah. Um but he's not and, you know what's gonna be yeah. interesting, he's not gonna have to call plays in the NFL to show to see if he's really ready to be back as the head guy, right? Like Right. That's the, that's the other issue. But man, we got to I'm it's an interesting week. So happy new year, man. Welcome back. I'm glad your family survived COVID, man. It's uh it's crazy out here. Yeah, we're trying. In his Omarion streets. Uh, right. You know what it is as we go, the toughest part is now we have to the rest of us have to dodge it. I'm not saying I wanted it, but now I got to continue to dodge it, right? And eventually <laughs> it's going to catch everybody, man. It's, it's yeah. and I'm like, dang, like I don't want to I don't want yeah. to catch anybody else in the family. And and so the rest of these, especially these next few weeks is just right. Really, you know, being really careful, which is hard. I, you know, I get my school, right my kids up to the kids, to the school and I can't really yeah. kind of control if they're wearing a mask or not. So, well, that, and we're also face to face in the classroom. Oh, and gosh, get, yeah. You know, so I'll stay positive. Yeah. Stay positive. Stay positive. Stay positive. And not, uh, test negative. I'll stay positive. <laughs> stay on that right. note, but I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll stop there. All right, man. On that note, before I get myself in trouble, peace. Don't get, don't get fired. Peace. I'm not gonna get fired. <laughs>